the perfect find movie the adaptation finally has arrived we've been talking about dreaming about hoping for wishing for this to come i mean for so long ever since we discussed with tia the book and i just feel like ever since then and that's been a while hollywood things take time we have to be patient we have to be patient but it's here it's here (sighs) i loved this i loved it as well i have some notes but i loved it i loved it i i mean the uh, the the big thing i think we'll talk about is the ending is different Mm. and that was a little you know i i had to i have to i had to think about that a lot um yeah well well, okay but yeah all right well we can but i'll tell you i knew it was coming because there were a lot of signs along the way that told me this is going to end differently because they're acting differently. Yes. So we can talk about yes. that. Yes. So that was um, that was one big thing for me. But otherwise, so much to love. So oh much to love. I love it. And this the perfect find. If you don't know, based on the novel written by Tia Williams, we discussed it with her, and. Uh, has just been a huge hit and Gabrielle Union has been signed on to star in it for quite some time. Uh, The director, Numa Perrier, Mm -hmm. uh, who recently did Jezebel before this, and uh, screenwriter Lee Davenport, Mm -hmm. who created the series Run the World. Exactly. I have a lot to say about both of them. But an all-star team could not be in better hands. And I, I think it just absolutely delivered. I felt like this movie was, I kept feeling and seeing echoes of older movies, not the old movies that Jenna and Eric are actually into, but like, but like maybe 90s Mm rom-coms, but yet it felt incredibly original and modern, like 2023. Did you get that feeling too? Yes. And I think the vintage film clips you know that and then like you're saying this like 90s kind of rom-com vibe but also being current like the whole thing was just like an, a great mix I, I feel like yeah. of, of cinema I don't know like a there's obviously the callbacks to old cinema but somehow yes like a modern rom-com I don't know I, I, I also think the chemistry which of course is essential oh, for yes. a rom-com it is. between um, Keith Powers who plays Eric and Gabrielle Union I mean if we know if that's not there you can't sell a rom-com those two yeah, mm, yeah. very very so, fiery right from the start mm-hmm. I was like I don't know how they're gonna play up this enemies thing because it was just yeah. there from go yeah yeah it was there yeah, yeah. and the yeah. supporting cast i just think her friends like which like the female friendship sisterhood aspect in the book was a big thing and and mm-hmm. delivered mm-hmm. it here and then even her yep. sort of darcy darcy and her uh their rivalry i thought that was great so yeah i, I i'm huge fan huge fan there's a reason it is i believe topping the charts of netflix for the second week so that's right yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I loved Darcy. Yeah. Loved mm-hmm. everything about Darcy. Mm-hmm. I loved her outfits. I mean, this, it felt, I don't know, a lot of it felt like an homage to, or not an homage, that's not the right word, but like 
a, a touchstone of boomerang. I just yeah. kept thinking of oh, God, we love boomerang. Uh, yes, I just kept feeling like that. And those outfits that Darcy was wearing were just incredible. Yeah. And Jenna, of course. Yeah, the Deborah fashion is flawless and everything. But oh, fantastic. it's so which makes sense. Yes, it makes total sense. But the they world. really did it right. They re- yeah. they didn't go cr- like avant garde. Like what? Like are you wearing an eggshell on your head or something right, crazy? Right, right, they right. really, they really nailed it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Although when she was wearing that hood, like that oh, yeah. silver yeah, hood yeah. thing. But that the, reminded me of Boomerang. Because um, yes, yes, yes. Maybe it yes. is a little bit of a Same. callback. Callback to yeah. that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the, I did think so. Yeah, the casting, yeah. the wardrobe, the music. Oh, the music. I just loved, loved the soundtrack. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I think it's got all the elements. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned our discussion with Tia and how Gabrielle Union was signed on, and we talked about how that was really meant to be because she shared with us that she had put Gabrielle Union's picture mm-hmm. on a vision board for who she would want yes. to play Jenna. And and we should note that Tia has made this clear in our interview that this was set really autobiographical. This happened to Tia Williams in mm-hmm. a sense, like just meaning having lost yes. her job and having to reinvent herself. So a lot of Jenna was her. Um, not everything, of course. It is fiction. But um, so she, in putting that on the vision board, in a way it was a little bit like casting yourself, I think. Um, So it was really meant to be. She felt like that Gabrielle Union um, took the part. And I read an article with Gabrielle Union that also she said it was really, she felt like it was meant to be that she read this book the day it came out, cover to cover in one sitting, doesn't hear, then years go by and she runs into some producer, Tommy Oliver, who says out of nowhere in her mind, hey, have you ever heard of this book, The Perfect Find? And she Gabrielle Union was like, uh, are you kidding me? It's like my favorite book. And I'm a super fan, she said, of the book and of Tia Williams. And this producer was like, well, I own the rights. Like, do you want to make this movie? And she said, oh, my God, this is destiny. And that's a quote from Gabrielle Union. So I just love that this just feels meant to be on both sides. We had only heard Tia's, but to hear Gabrielle Union say that, I'm like, this was faded in stars. I love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. So do we wanna get into some some moments or some yeah. scenes or what how do sure. we wanna, yeah, I yeah. think I think some moments, um, some scenes, yeah. yes. Where should we start? The uh, meet cute or or we can start there. My I was I wanted the cab scene was one of my first um but we can we can, yeah. that was one of my favorites in the book. Right. Yes. And I oh, think I, I know because I know it. why you did. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'll well, just write before that because that's after they've yes, um, yes. they've met. I just thought the um, first of all, even just that opening montage, I thought was a really good way to show how what's happened to her that she's, you know, had was part of this fashion powerhouse couple. They even had like a nickname, Bride Jenna or whatever. And then through those and headlines. The, this, the, the tear apart of yes, the cover. Just, <laughs> yes. Right. So even in the first minute or two through this montage of like headlines, you see this spectacular fall from grace that she's experienced um, having lost her job in this long-term relationship. And I thought that was a really clever way to do that. Um, but then she's out with her friends and she's trying to, you know, finally going to try and get her groove back. And I thought the meet cute with Eric 
at that party. I just, I mean, first of all, like you said, the chemistry is there right from the beginning. But then, yeah. I mean, they start making out. She she climbs on top of him. And then her dress is like satiny and she just like slips right off. And I'm laughing out loud. And I was <laughs> like, what is going on here? Like, it was really hot and it was really funny. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're really leaning into the calm of the rom-com yeah. right out of yeah. the gate. And I, I did read, I read a bunch of stuff with Numa. Uh, the director but she said that was very intentional that scene and others where they really did want to make it funny and lean into the comedy part and that because love and relationships and even hooking up is sometimes really funny and awkward and messy and like you make weird sounds and like just she was like I purposely wanted it to not be always perfect like and it works for Jenna's character as well but um I just I just thought that right out of the gate it's like you see the heat but you also know this is there's going to be some really funny, messy parts of it too. So, um, yes, yeah. Then messy. they that's find the out. Word, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Then they find out it's really messy because he's working. It's Darcy's son, and they're going to work together. And the scene you're talking about, yes. After they sort of have their first work fight, mm-hmm. and are in the cab. Yes. Yeah. And you did read from but this, I... and it is still in here. Yeah, but it is here. It is. Um, oh my God, I'm calling him Marcus. Eric, Marcus from Boomerang. Mm. Eric <laughs> is the one who is saying to her, Madison, my ex wasn't complicated enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted something deeper. And I think in the cab, it, last time it was her trying to school him on mm-hmm. what an older woman has to offer. Right, right. Or maybe yeah. he, yeah, I can't, I didn't realize it was switched. You're right. Um, cause he says maybe men her age are just not interested in dating women who are complicated. Right. And so she's yeah. like, so Madison is simple. He's like, Madison is sweet. And she's like, yeah. So that's why you broke up. Like you got bored of your sweet, simple girl. And, right. um, yeah, exactly. Because Meanwhile, he's giving her a super compliment and she's yes. not like really making yeah. fun of. Exactly. Exactly. But they're. Yeah. But that's the way they are, which we love too. There's always this little the banter and the going back and yes. forth with each other. Um, yes. And what did you think? So, I mean, I think that a big draw of this movie is that it depicts this older woman with the younger man. And we need more of this in. But but I think we talked about it in relation to a book. Yeah. And what were your, I don't age remember gap. your feelings. Yeah. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I think it was an author interview. So we were just asking the author, what is the fascination with age gaps, which do, it is. So I didn't, I didn't have a view. Um, but yeah, no, that's asking, not, you're thinking of um, Girls Katie of Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking about the older woman. I, oh. I thought you thought it was taboo. So that was kind of what, what they were trying to approach here and I'm always like that's oh what I, I did doing oh I, I oh I know no 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 we did talk about it and I think I was saying that I still think in society it's taboo I do think compared right. Uh, right. certainly the older man younger woman trope is much more established and accepted and people are frustrated that the opposite is still considered is maybe not. scandalous although I will yes. say in this I felt like in the book 
the age gap was much more of an issue or something that at least that Jenna was struggling with. Oh, I felt with. it here. Yeah. Well, I felt I, it here. I felt and, like she kept bringing it up. Right. Like, Stop bringing it up. Right. But, and, and so here I thought it was like a little bit less, but maybe not. But either way, yes. I, no, I felt it. And do you want her not to bring it up? I mean. No, I, oh. I think so. Especially if, if like what you're saying is true that society still yeah. sees it this way as something that's sort of mm-hmm. taboo and a little um you know off the beaten path then she should bring it up because that's what everyone else right. might be doing and right. so like to face it head on i, would I think that. i said at the time i live in new york where mm-hmm. i feel like that's very common yeah. especially among middle-aged divorced women hanging out at bars with 28 year old guys it just feels very normal and yeah and the, except then what happens they can hang out at the bar it's like and then what happens like if they're gonna and listen if they're gonna go hook up who cares like that's not but if right, they're right. gonna have no, a no, relationship no, yeah. yes i think you're I gonna get a lot of questions and there's yeah. gonna be a lot of i think i would end up talking about it a lot first of all i've been in that situation and I, all i do is point out to the 28 year olds how old i am it's like a thing. Right. So, and yes. you'd be like, know, why are you, you telling That's them that? That's what I'm saying. I know. Yes. And I have another, I have, you know, I have another divorced friend who's, she's literally would, would she, she's like, thinks it's like indecent and like to even speak to a 28 year old. I'm like, oh, please. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So yes. I, I don't know. I think, and I don't, but again, I don't think a man in his forties is going, I can't yeah. talk to the 28 year old. Um, but I don't know. I just, no. I do think the age I agree. Yeah, would bring up a lot yeah. of issues. Just not issues, but they're like a different generation. They, 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 there's a lot of differences. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I do, I am all for, although I'm all for bucking both of them. Because mm-hmm. the, there is one argument that if you think, as I do, that it's kind of gross for a you know, a 48-year-old man to be with a 28-year-old woman, then you could think it's, then you should think it's gross the other way around. Mm -hmm. I don't because it's not the norm. And so I'm all for breaking the norm. Yeah, yeah. But I understand the arguments because they are all the same arguments I make for an older man with a younger girl, which I don't agree. agree. Yeah, I, I don't think is appropriate. But I'm all for an older woman with a younger man, again. Yeah, because it's not the norm. I think the dangers of what we historically have with men just doesn't apply for yes. many reasons. Which we, yeah, right. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and in this, yeah. it's just. I mean, this is a rom com. I mean, I, I believe in these two. So, like, you know, Absolutely. the age you you do, and that's part of it, though. Like, if they didn't sell not just the chemistry, but just the ways in which you could actually see these two together. It wouldn't work, and the yeah. age. Then you you might lean on the age as being the reason. But when when the whole picture seems to work, you do kind of forget the yes. age gap. I mean, I. And speaking of the whole picture, I love that they also really made him younger. I mean, he's sitting around with his he, friends. Yeah. They're all on their switches. Yeah. No forty year old woman like that's only your kids, right? Like that yeah. is not something that you are familiar with. So they really leaned, they didn't have him be this just blanket old soul who acts like a 40 year old the whole time. No, right. He really, yeah, no, no, it's you're true right. to life. It's I so love true. it. It's so true. That's, and of course, <laughs> playing video games. 
Yeah. I also love that they're really bonding over the old films and their love of old films because that's just something that is an automatic uh, equalizer, right? He knows just as much as she does. She knows just as much as he does. He studied it in school. She has studied it in her life. life. And so... Mm-hmm. I I loved that. That yeah. really went a long way for me. Yeah, and that was <clears throat> true in the book too, but I felt it more here. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe it, the, the interspersing also of the vintage footage really helped too, but it, it, it did. It yeah. really jumped out at me more this time around as a, as a point of commonality and interest and, you know, a, a way in which, you're right, it's sort of leveled. The, the playing fields you just saw them as two people who were into each other and in that that instance into a shared passion so that that yeah. really worked and it's yeah and it's not like you know he you know it's not like a casting couch kind of scenario right where an old man director and a young actress she wants to be in his movies yeah. you know like exactly. there's no power imbalance this was a shared interest of which they both knew a lot and mm-hmm. so they were each giving to each other i loved it yeah loved but it. and even of them working together i mean they don't go dive mm-hmm. as deep into these um you know the segments that they're doing as they do in the book but you know at a certain point after that first one where it's kind of a flop he's sort of like you know let me help you like i have ideas yeah. too and they them working together and each bringing you know what they're yes. good at to the table i also thought yes. was really um uh, similar to the interest in films as a way you see them like like really yeah. like as good partners. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, what about the uh, dinner party what, scene? Are we... Uh, uh, that is... Okay. That's it for me. That <laughs> like, is the scene of the whole movie for me. Oh, oh. I, there's I so winner, much I love. But, but go ahead. It's okay. after that. So yeah. I, I, this one I love too. I, I loved, absolutely loved the weird uh, juxtaposition of the kind of wild and fun playful dancing with that, that slow music oh my god oh you got it gosh. all over him by the jets yes. oh my god I, yes. I can't get the song out of my head and I can just see them Same. moving and swaying Same. while they're tripping on whatever the hell they took yes we I love a dance party scene that. you and I I yes and love that it. one really lived up to it I just Again, it's something I wouldn't think of. I would think if you're going to have them being fun and dancing, you're going to do like a really... And I like the callback, the older music, yeah. but I would have done like a, you know, a party song. And yeah. going that slow love song and watching their faces with glee and as they're doing these stupid, you know, dance moves, mm. I thought it was just oh, fantastic. So good. Also in that scene, what's your sign? Oh. I'm a cancer body built like a dancer. I'm dying. I was dying. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Sign? So oh, good. God. And did do we think this is there was a nod to Hamilton? Oh, I don't know. What, what? call me son one more time. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. When was that Eric in the book? Talking... I don't know, but I don't think I so. know. I wouldn't remember yeah. that specific of a line, but yeah, you're yeah. right. That yeah. is in Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. And when he's uh, talking back, Eric's talking back. So I loved that scene. Yeah. And then what about afterwards when they're cleaning up? 
So mm-hmm. I, and when they're doing the dishes. So then, so during the scene, you're, you're also like, felt like a nod to boomerang. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're doing the dishes together when Do- they fall in love. Yes. Marcus and Halle Berry. Oh my gosh. You're abs- and it was after a little dinner party. Okay. So yeah. they're, they're during the dancing though. You're already starting to see like she keeps gravitating towards him uh-huh. and everything. Yep. So then Eric asks her the dreaded question. Oh, yes. What do you want? And I'm yeah. like, oh, Eric, why you got to ask the tough questions? <laughs> yeah. And I'm laughing because, you know, for those who don't know, I, I find that to be a very challenging question. Um, so then, and, and I think she, it is a little bit for her at first. She thinks about it. You know, it's a, it's a big question. And she references this old Greta Garbo movie. And again, to their point before, they, of course, he knows it. And there's this scene, she says, where like, she drinks from the chalice in the same spot that the, her love interest just drank from. And she's like, one of them says it's profane as fuck, the scene that they're, they're yes. referring to. Yes. And yes. that sort of makes her think of what she wants. And she says, I want to love so desperately, it's obscene. I was like, damn. Yeah. And I yeah. want to love so intense, it makes people uncomfortable to be around us. And I was like, yeah. Jenna. I like that yeah. answer. So does Eric, obviously. Yes. <laughs> you know, hooking up ensues. But I mean, that's uh, that's a hot line. I want to love so yeah. desperately it's obscene. I don't know. I feel like that is a great yeah. answer. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I love it. Um, I loved the callback, as I always do, to when later they're drinking coffee. She's drinking coffee and he takes her coffee cup mm-hmm. and he drinks, drinks it kind of the like the callback yep exactly yeah although they're in coffee there really is only one spot to drink out of oh, but fair. you could tell it was intentional it was an intentional callback and I loved it yeah so I love that whole dinner party scene that is one of my favorites but the absolute favorite of mine is yes, the post-sex scene mm. uh, the post-coital yeah. scene as the director yes but to. let me back up just for a second to say that I really loved the building of the anticipation to that moment. Mm -hmm. Because look, in 2023, I think it's been very important to get out the message that like sex can be something that women desire and it doesn't have to be, you know, just for marriage and pleasure is something to pursue in and of itself. But, which I totally wholeheartedly agree with. But the anticipation of waiting, of waiting, making us wait, making them wait, the whole thing. It was so great. And I don't think I realized how much I missed that because I feel like it doesn't happen in TV and movies anymore. Yeah. No, you're right. We were talking about it with an author recently in a book, with a book. And again, I can't remember anything. My brain goes dead. But, and we were saying that the anticipation is sometimes hotter than the actual thing the the getting to it but but yeah it's very underrated very underrated because you got to get yes no and I think the pendulum had to swing in the other direction but it was Andy Barth I was remember sorry um see my brain does come back yes 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 yeah I was happy to to see it here yeah Yeah. 
Because you got to get just the right amount. You, know, you don't want to string us along too long, but you want to build it up. And I do think yeah. she hit Although, just the right I will note. say about Andy Bartz, that's about a threesome. So it's like, yeah. that's a different kind of anticipation. <laughs> yes. It's like, Fair. how is this going to work? And right. what's going to happen? And what, like, who's going to initiate and all that? Yeah. It's different anticipation, but this is good old old school yeah just just getting us there and making us like get excited for it yeah yeah and they're hooking up it's not like it's abstinence it's not like it's nothing i don't want to be near you it's not that whole real enemies to like it's like just just slow burn romance i loved it loved it yeah i love the anticipation but but i really loved the once it happened. <laughs> Once it happened. Well, the after. So I guess you liked leading yes. up to it, and I liked the what came after it. Not that yeah. we also. Well, I loved that like too. The, no, I, I loved that too. Exactly. Yeah. And I it, just like I also loved the anticipation. Um, so, yeah, that scene. First of all, I was laughing again. Speaking of the calm of comedy, of rom com. Um, she has a Brazilian, and he's surprised. And I laughed out loud when she said. Like, did you think I'd have a 70s bush? Because I was born in the 70s, and I don't know why. First of all, I was thinking of our Eleanor Oliphant discussion, of course. But also, I was just laughing. I'm just like, oh, my God. Did you think I'd have a 70s bush? Because I'm born in the 70s. Um, So that was the comedy part of the rom-com. But then they do have this really, like, it's just an intimate talk. It's, like, serious. This is where we learn you know, that he doesn't really want to have children or doesn't think he does, that he thinks he's missing the parenting chip and that his movies will be his children, which will be important later. But at that point, you don't, you know, he's just sharing, you know, these things, these these feelings he has. Yeah. And she starts sharing about what went wrong with Brian, uh, her past relationship. And the big thing was she wanted a family and she yeah. dated him for 10 years. And what did she have to show for it? So you're, which by the way, how about adding fundamental, deep, deep conflict to such an intimate scene? Yes. It's it's not, it's not, there's no conflict on the surface. And yet, what they're saying to each other mm-hmm. is pretty painful. Yes, that's why I loved yeah. it. I mean, because it's yeah. it's like, <laughs> no, because afterwards it might normally just be, I don't know, there's a lot of post-coital scenes where, but I felt this one, it was really vulnerable, but also like you're saying, you're, it's, you're starting to just build in this, like this conflict and this, and you know this is not for naught. Like it will come yes. back to being a really yeah. critical thing. But at that moment, they don't know that. So they're really just being honest and being genuine. And so that adds to the whole, oh, oh this is going to come back. I don't know. I yeah. agree. I just think there was a yeah. lot happening. And then there was a yeah. line. <clears throat> she says, I like you. Now, this line might not have jumped out at you. But I have a thing about this. Like... So I think saying I like you is more powerful than saying I love you. If, if you say to someone, I like you, I think that is just, that is like the end all be all. Um, when I give a compliment about like a married couple, I don't, I'm not like, oh, they're so in love. I'll be like, they really like each other, which to me is like, holy cow. Yeah. So I, it really struck me and I was like, I love that line. Oh my God. And I was writing notes that I was going to say this. And then I read an article with the director with Numa Perrier and first of all it was ad-libbed that line 
Mm. Mm. Um, she said that uh, Gabrielle Union just added that and she thought it worked so well. This is, she said, I, to say to a man, I like you, I don't know. It's almost stronger than I love you in a way. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Like, not that I thought I was crazy, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah. And she just said that that was like basically her favorite scene. Because, A, because it was unscripted, that part. But also you just like feel the intimacy and it is their kind of falling in love moment. And that she was, she felt like she really captured something there. Yes. And, and I felt it is what I, I agree I with agree. you. Nima. I totally felt yeah. it. That they're really yeah. Oh, it was and... agreed. Yeah. yeah. No, I so. loved it, and and I agree with that. I, I just, I think I just am starting to realize that those are different things, liking and loving. Because mm. to me, I couldn't possibly yeah. love someone I didn't like. But I'm starting to see, or maybe that's almost, maybe it's more that's an older thing because maybe you fall out of like with someone before you fall out of love with them. So it's yeah. really important to make sure you still like them. Correct. But I do say that all the time to my husband and to people. I'm like, yeah, I love my husband. But sometimes that feels almost like a like a given. And then I say, I like my husband. Yes. There's no one I want to spend more yes. time, time with more than my husband because I like him. I like being around yes. him. I like the things he says. I like mm -hmm. the way we talk. I like mm -hmm. – so, yeah, I'm – yeah, hundred percent agree with you there. And by 100%. the way, if I was telling someone, I would say that you do like each other. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. like no, but yeah. I, but you see, yeah, I think that I must if to hear that yes. means a lot more to me than someone going like, uh, you know, I just also yeah, think I that get just it. Gets thrown around. So that scene, I and agree. Then the fact that she ad libbed it and that was not in there, I was like, oh, she was just feeling it. Yes, feeling that. so yes. I loved that. Loved Love that. Love it. Oh, yeah. Well. I want to talk about the scene with Brian. Can we go to that? Is that, I think it's next. yeah. Okay, sure. Close to that. Only because it's a very small scene, and I felt like, um, you know, there was a lot more in the book. Again, you, you know, you can't everything can't be in the in a movie or adaptation that yeah. was in the book. Um, but in the scene here with Brian, he says, "I know you better than anyone else," and she says, "No," and I don't think you ever did. And to me, that was sort of a small snippet of what was a bigger theme for me in the book, um, which was in the book, a lot of what, but the, the, there was a lot more about Brian, first of all, about her ex. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. thought in there, there was a big contrast between who she was with Brian versus who she is with Eric and that who she is with Eric is who she really wants to be. It feels more like her true self and yes as she's falling in love with him she's really rediscovering those parts of herself and so there yeah. is a similar line or scene i think in the book um where she really realizes that like wait a second i know like she's rejecting yeah. brian but she's really rejecting who she was with him and mm -hmm. i felt like that's what this little line or scene was supposed yeah. to be uh, but i had absolutely. to absolutely I had to, I felt like it was a lot more of a theme in the book and was a big mm -hmm. aspect of the book. So it felt a little minimized here, but yeah. I don't know, maybe because that was like the big, I really liked that part of the book and it's here, but yeah. they can't do everything. Yeah. So I know, but I thought that one exchange did, it did you it. know, yeah. did the work yeah. of 
50 pages or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah. I I thought it really I mean, that's that's the whole essence of yes, it, it is, is that she felt like he never did. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Well, so now where do we go? The pregnancy? I was thinking of this we, t- pregnancy twist. We had this whole conversation too with um with um cocktail. And how do we I know how do we feel about a <laughs> a pregnancy twist in a in a and You know. Show? I, I love them. I know. I love them. I know you do. <laughs> Wanna, yeah that's a great episode folks if you want to hear about how people want to have babies with Corinne and how I have love affairs <laughs> with bars you should really listen to cocktail and if you're into 90s yes. you know movies um not that this is one but we're talking boomerang no love we it we have though. one on that love too it. but anyway so yes mm-hmm. she is yeah. pregnant here yeah and how she handles it is different than in the book. Yes. I was going to say she was pregnant in the book too, but yeah, that's where you're mm-hmm. going. It's different. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you like this scene with Darcy? Well, first, I guess it's the scene where she tells Eric. Yeah. Which uh, didn't occur yeah. in the book because she never told him. Right. Right. Because Eric yeah. didn't know. Right. Yeah, I right. thought, this is the thing I was, I think that you're getting to then the ending of this, or maybe not, maybe you're not there yet. Yeah. But like this idea that he was often schooling her on like why they worked and like how they could continue to grow together even though she saw nothing but differences between them and Mm -hmm. I feel like in the book he wasn't quite there yet and so it made sense for her to hold it back and here I thought of course of course they're gonna end up together right okay that's interesting because one of the things so you're saying you felt like some of the changes here in the movie show that eric was actually ready whereas in the book they needed i thought it worked well that she doesn't tell him four years later now she's got a three-year-old it's his son he and the reason she didn't tell him she says in the book is because you know, you needed, I know what you would have done. You would have given up your dreams and I, and yeah. you really need him. I felt like I needed to see his growth in the book that now this makes sense. Like he now has pursued his dreams. He's got a job, he's done all this. Mm-hmm. And now you can see them being together because he's had his growth and he's now ready. And so yes. what I saw is missing maybe here. You're saying there were these small choices that showed that maybe he didn't need that growth I think he, he had, had it. it. This he had, Eric mm-hmm. had it when he broke up with Madison, I think. Right. Okay. Right? Like, when he mm. was like, yeah, I'm looking for something deeper. I want to grow. I want to figure this out with someone. I want to work with someone. And I, I don't see. have it all figured out, but I want someone who I can can go deep with. And so right. I thought that was from the whole time. I thought, I, And so I thought it was inevitable that this, it would end this way. Okay. Because it didn't make sense that she would have to do that to him. Right. right. Yeah. Because there, I know. Yes, I see it now that you're yeah. saying it. But I, I, I got it. But I was thinking that I do love the, the arc of the male character also having the growth. So that's what mm-hmm. I, you know, I've said that on, on with my rom-coms yes. that I like to see them yeah. do the work too. But you're saying he was sort of already, it was already baked in. Yes, and I love that. Frankly, she was the one who needed to do more work around it than than their relationship than he was because he was. She was keeping it hidden, and she didn't know how to, you know, sort of live it out loud. 
the way he yes even was. though she was lashing out at him i loved that scene at the at oh, the yeah. birthday party the too birthday party, she's yeah. lashing out at him for the same thing and he gives it right back to her yeah i, I that was good yeah i yeah yeah i thought it was perfect and i don't think it could have ended any other way with Given, those small changes right. well and i think they did exactly they probably did they knew so anyway after me thinking all this stuff about them changing the ending i went back and read the ending of the book and all this of course all i have to do is like you know google it and there's interviews with anuma the director about the ending and i'm like oh, oh okay, okay. could could have just consulted that <laughs> um so she thinks that the film would not have been made had the original ending of tia williams novel stayed intact that it which i did not think of this maybe you did but the fact that um she keeps the information from him mm. is somewhat unforgivable maybe yes. dare we say unlikable and she yes. said that um there was a big question from the outset uh, for them the creators and of the movie does jenna become an unforgivable person if she keeps this from eric and just raises this kid on her own how we how can we roll that back and still not avoid the fact that they do become a family? It was a creative challenge to solve for sure. And she mm-hmm. says, I feel, I feel like we found a way. I'm really happy with what we ended up landing on. But that was definitely a big piece of the development process. Really asking that question, where's the line for a woman to share that information? It brings up a big question about choice and control and love who had the right to do this or that and parenting. And these are all the conversations that we are having as a society right now. Uh, She said, I was very interested in embracing it. And Gabrielle wanted to play that very complicated character. And it doesn't make Jenna less complicated that we didn't go there in the story, but it just was one of those things where it came down to, this is a rom-com. It should have a happy ending. Hmm. So I guess, yeah, they just thought that, that would not have occurred to me that they would have, change that aspect because it might make jenna's choice to keep it from him unforgivable for some viewers would you yeah no i wouldn't have thought of it that way but i mean it's because he said he doesn't want kids right and then uh i don't know i don't know but i do I do now I had that hadn't even occurred to me I guess because in the book it's such a jump forward yeah and so maybe I mm-hmm. thought there were some conversations but I, it's clear that there weren't but I don't right. I guess I just didn't think about it it is kind of shitty yeah no I know I hadn't thought of it either yeah. and even when I read yeah. the book it, it made sense and I loved the ending of the book so yeah but I can see, right, when they're, they all, these were the conversations they were having. And so once they figured out. But by the way, if she had said something and what, he would have said, have an abortion. And yeah. then, or she, then she would have said, I'm keeping it. I mean, it just wouldn't have had a happy ending. No, I know. I know. So I actually like both these endings. I guess the ending of the, which is I unusual. I that I, you changed yeah. the ending of a book I loved and an ending yeah. I loved. But I still liked the ending of this because and I guess it's because of what you're articulating better than I could have which is those there were changes because they clearly thought about this um, in in the development process that would lead you then to this conclusion which felt right for the movie yeah because it didn't feel to me I mean he hadn't changed his stance on kids but he had he was so much more emotionally developed Mm -hmm. and again schooling her on 
what a good relationship looks like and can be like. So I didn't think he needed to change his ultimate choice or decision, but that he was just like thinking on a different level was, right. I thought, right. the, the evidence that, okay, they're yeah. going to let that happen. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, he's had been very open about not knowing his own father and, mm-hmm. you know, and so in doing this documentary on that. And so when he, when they're in the ultrasound and, and he says a line, you know, I didn't know my own father, but like my son's going to know me. I mean, I yeah. think he, he might've had this stance. He was being honest sure. when he said to her, sure. I don't want to have children. Yes, but I then agree. when presented with it and given it his own history, it's like, we, I, I didn't think I wanted kids, but I also don't want a child not to know his father. Like I didn't. So yeah. Yeah. It does. And sometimes what we talk about that a lot, like the, how do you know when you're acting out of fear yeah. versus like your primal you're fear right. versus your gut intuition? And I think it is my view of, of him in that moment was, it was his primal fear that was saying, I don't want kids. Yeah. And then it was his mm-hmm. true nature, his true intuition at the sonogram it was like, okay, like yeah. this doesn't have to be the way I feared would be. right yeah I think yeah. that's exactly right and even Darcy yeah. we didn't talk about that but her coming around yeah um to it and I love the line about basically breaking the intergenerational trauma that she had experienced like right her parents disowned her when when she lost the father his father and she was like this this ends here this cycle ends here yeah yeah and you're stuck with me um <laughs> Yeah, I wondered. Okay, so I now I know. I think you're gonna say they still effectuated because in the book, it, Darcy's background is, is much, much darker, di- much darker. Right? Yes. Yeah, but I guess they'll say that they were accomplishing the same thing, which is breaking that intergenerational trauma. Is the yes. point? It's sort of like I feel like I saying- wondered if it was. But I, now I think it's so, sort of similar to what you're saying about the ending with Jenna, too. Like, I was wondering if there was this towing the line of we don't want to make the characters too unlikable or, mm-hmm. or something we had talked about with um, unlikable female characters. One article we had read once or someone's essay on, uh, on the unlikable female protagonist was I'm tired of them having backstories because mm-hmm. I want them to just, I want women to just be allowed to be evil or just, you know, that they don't always right. have to have to this point of origin story to explain, explain away, away, quote unquote, right. their, their darkness. And yeah. I, I still remain very torn on that. I agree yeah. that you shouldn't have to, but I do also think everything has a source. And so yes. everything, I and I always want to know the source. I always want to, to, to tie it back to something, not to make them more palatable because I don't think that's important, but just because I like, it's a depth of character that I happen to love. So I kind of yeah. missed that here, I but I think it worked anyway. I yeah, did. yeah. And I think you you get enough to know that that's what's uh, of the backstory, to know that that's what's motivated her to be as successful as she is. Like she was yeah. basically her parents, like, abandon her and so it was just her and Eric and that she says you know that fire that like you know mm-hmm. is what drove her to want to be so successful I don't know I, I guess it's more it's not even that because I do think you're right they do explain why she is the way she is with what they did but 
it just gives me more depth of character, not even her motivations and not even just like who she is. She is someone who got shipped away to Catholic school. She is someone who her father did unspeakable things to her. Like, yeah, it's not a, necessarily about motivation. It's more about like, I now I know who you are, Darcy. Like, all of it. All right, the perfect find. I loved this.